the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Are we live? With Will and MJ. They're awake and they're on fire. MJ, I didn't think you could do it, but once again you have delivered. I've absolutely delivered. Now, last week, I introduced you to the sport of putt-putt mm-hmm. and the PPA, the Professional Putters Association. Which isn't mini-golf. It's not mini-golf. Don't you dare say those words, that <laughs> hyphenated bastardization <laughs> of mini-golf. No, this is but a professional sport. We wanted to get in touch with a player that has hit a perfect 18 in putt-putt. There's only four that have ever done it. In the sport's history. In the sport's history. And we've got one. Greg Newport. You found him. He's going to come on the show in about 20 minutes' time. And this weekend, he's got the national champs. In Augusta, Georgia. Augusta. <laughs> right down the road down the road. where the Masters is played. I think they've done that on purpose, too. Exactly. It's like, so. like having your table tennis tournament at Wimbledon. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Just in the shadow of the stand. <laughs> right next door. But he's a sporting immortal. Absolute I immortal. I can't wait to chat to him. Yeah, I want to see a statue of him. Before we do that, yep. we're going to chat Collingwood. Because even though it's a bye weekend, the footy doesn't stop. A lot of important footy. And Interesting the, game over there in Perth. Absolutely. The Pies got the job done over free. I will be talking about that next on the Greenfield Post on Triple M with Will and MJ. You. Will, only one game of footy today, which is a bit unusual. Normally we come in on a Sunday night and we've got heaps to talk about. Mm. But all the attention was on Collingwood Fremantle with the Pies getting the job done. Surprisingly, the Pies did manage to get an impressive win there mm. over in Perth. If because just catching were... up, they won by 20 points leading at every change. But it was touch and go there for a while. Oh, it was real touch and go. And particularly because their bench was absolutely limited towards the end of the game. For most of the second half, it was like watching Saving, Saving Private Ryan. Mm. There was men down all <laughs> over the joint. It was that opening scene. It was just absolute carnage because mm. Wells went down. He did his, he did his, did calf, his calf. And then who else? You Greenwood to... was limping about. He injured his shin or calf area. Yep. So he was he stayed on for most of the game, but was limping everywhere. Yep. And uh, then you, then you had, had Elliot do his ankle with about 15 minutes to go. That was a big blow because he was on fire. Yep. Um, and there was Goldsack. Goldsack, of yep. course. <laughs> he was a, he he was a pl- big one. He played three quarters with a busted shoulder. With one arm. His shoulder was absolutely cooked. He couldn't lift it above his head. Mm. He, was, he, was, he was dangling down like, you know, when you wake up and you sleep on your arm. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to... Pins you know, and needles. Pins and needles and you just sort of dangle your yeah. arm about. That's what Goldsack was, was like He was basically... Thing. He was an amputee for the second half. Yeah, that's right. So it was a really impressive win from Collingwood. And it was uh, a really, great effort. Really disappointing. One of the most inspiring Lost. wins I've ever seen, I reckon. Really? Um, it's up there. <laughs> It doesn't take much. As long as Collingwood was involved, you're happy with it. Yeah, that's right. Um, but one of the more interesting things, did you notice that all the Collingwood players um, are unshaven? Now, I did know this. Now, this is something to do with their goal-kicking challenge at uh, a training against the coaches. Yeah, which is a bit of a worry when you've got coaches who haven't played in 10 years. Yeah. Take... Oh, the coaching lineup's pretty star-studded, though. Who is it? Nathan Buckley. Uh, Robert Harvey. Scott Burns. Anthony Rocker. Anthony Rocker. Yeah, there's some good kicks. They're there. guns. They're, they are well, guns. There's three Brownlows in there. So I think at training, they have what, a competition to see who can kick the most goals, the players or the coaches. Yep. And the loser has to do something. So the coaches mm. won a couple of weeks ago, and Pendles has explained why all the players are now unshaven. We, we keep growing our facial hair if yep. we keep winning. So we'll, right. we'll all be growing again. So we're allowed to shave it when we lose. Yep. That's because we lost our first goal-kicking comp to the coaches three and a half weeks ago. So we've been growing since then. And... <laughs> Most of the girlfriends are hating it, and the single guys think it's costing them when they when they go out looking for for girls. So, but um, I'm happy to grow it all year, mate. Who, who are the blokes that just can't sh- get a beard? Um, it... Well, Will Hoskin Elliott's been going it for three and a half weeks, and he gets asked every day if he shaves. So, yeah. Yeah, that was Pendle speaking to Triple M Footy after the match this afternoon. That's pretty good. Yeah, I enjoy that. It's, it'd be nice to see your players all bearded because it means that they're. 
in form. Well, I'm hoping they look like ZZ Top at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> they don't lose another game. But Jamie and Elliot's a bit of a worry. He's got the blonde hair. I hope that was a lost bet. Now, surely that was part of the deal. He looks like the third member of Wham, Jamie Elliot, with the... <laughs> I think it's he looks not like, a great look. I think he looks like Mona Hope. He does he's a bit actually because he's got the same jumper. Obviously, yeah. I keep mistaking him for Mo. Think that she's got to call up to the blokes. Footy. All the same tats yeah. playing in the forward line. Yeah, that's it's yeah. a short blonde mop. Yeah, dead ringer. Dead ringer. But yeah, no, he looks like a bloody idiot. Now you you came into <laughs> playing, the, playing good footy. He though. does. <laughs> it's brutally honest there. Yeah. Um, now you came in um, tonight wanting to say something. You oh, seemed a bit fired up, and I, you um, said, "I want to tell you on air. I don't want to tell you off air." Yeah. Oh, jeez. You're going to have to restrain What's going on? Here. Okay. Now, I reckon everyone's seen this. This did the rounds on socials, but play the audio. This was at halftime at uh, Spotless Stadium on the weekend. To give the Giants a 16-point lead and look at Brennan Goddard in game number 300. He wasn't happy at all. He smashed the lollies all over the place. <laughs> he smashed the lollies all over oh, the place. It's pretty funny, but I'm not. I'm not laughing. So he's walked in at halftime. Yeah. Beautiful tray of lollies and yep. Gatorades and waters, everything you need, all beautifully laid out. The fold-out table was just set up. There's Gatorades and there's uh, little... Uh, the staff down there at Essen did a superb job. Yep, little super dupers and all the rest, you know, little mm. sugar hits. And they've got this little beautifully laid out tray of uh, little lollies. Alan snakes. Or, yeah. <laughs> or the Starburst little babies or something. Yeah. <laughs> Brennan Goddard... In his 300th game, obviously feels like he's entitled to do whatever he wants. <laughs> just walks in and smacks it all over the ground. Smacks the lollies. Oh, God, it infuriated me. He, like, just no see, respect. I've for never the... seen you this passionate oh, about anything. Some poor bloke who's got a, a Essendon polo top on and yeah, one of those... Probably um, donating his time. Those training shorts. Mm. He's probably a volunteer. Yeah. He's probably someone from Sydney who just loves the bombers. Loves and, the bombers. Yeah. Oh, can you help us put out the lollies? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. He stopped, he stopped at Coles on the way to <laughs> exactly. the game. Bought it, yeah. He's gone, oh, I reckon the fowls will love oh, these, aren't it? Snakes. I, I, I didn't know if we should get the red or the green ones. So, so, I, got, so I got both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fidgeting. <laughs> So this bloke's walked in, yeah. laid it out like on like a banquet. All pr- probably standing there going, oh, the boys are going to be happy <laughs> with gonna, this. Oh, they're going to give me a high five. Yeah. I reckon Heppel's going to pat me on the back or something. <laughs> Goddard just walks in, slaps them Smacks on the Smacks the lollies everywhere. And the, obviously they're going to be doing their stretches and stuff, so everyone has to move them out of the way. All these squish lollies. Oh, you've are, got, yeah, it could get stuck to your boot. It gets stuck to your boot. Yeah. And then like someone's taking a set shot, there's a snake on their boot. <laughs> and then... Some poor bloke has to pick it all up. Yeah, pick, oh, just no respect. No respect. And you can see Dyson Heppel, the captain, mm. he was very unimpressed with it. Too, he, 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 he looked like a disappointed dad. Yeah, he, he did. He's mm. just like, what's that, what, what's that achieved, mate? Yeah, Come on. Now, I'm with you there. Who wins out of this? Goddard needs room full of mirrors for Goddard. Oh, for a 33-year-old or whatever it is, he needs yeah. to show some maturity. 300 games don't make up for that. No, I don't care how many games you play. That was really piss poor. I was not impressed. I wish we had a sting. <laughs> yep. Well, actually, we do. The Greenfield Post on Triple M. Now, Will, last week on the show, you introduced me mm. and therefore the listeners to a sport that you discovered called putt-putt. Well, I think everyone's familiar with the sport, but I didn't realise there was a legitimate professional competition. And mm. the PPA in the USA is a very well-run organisation. And there's putt-putt players over there that have some incredible records. And I discovered this amazing stat Yeah, in bowling. There are only 50,000 games per year that are perfect games. Mm-hmm. That is only achieved... Oh, that's achieved 50,000 times a year. Heaps, it's a very, a very easy. I could do that in my sleep. Perfect games pitched in baseball, 23. Bit harder. Triple crown winning horses, 11. In history. Getting, getting into rare territory now. Mm. Perfect games of putt-putt, four. And in 2016, a man achieved it. 
and his name is Greg Newport, and we have him on the line. We said we'd do it, and we've discovered him. Greg, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing today? Very well, thanks, mate. Now, that stat that I just read out, you've achieved something that is incredibly rare. More per- more people have walked on the moon than have hit perfect games of putt-putt. How does that sit with you? It's, it's just it's unbelievable to think that there have been fewer of putt-putt perfect games than there have been basically any other sporting achievement. Mm. Um, and just, just thinking about that, it's, it's, it's amazing to me. Now, for people listening, uh, Greg, what, what is the difference between yeah. putt-putt and mini-golf? Does that term offend uh, you? Well, uh, no, no, not at all. Um, in putt-putt, putt-putt is a brand name. And the, the holes were designed to where you can ace every hole on the court. Uh, with a good with a good putt and with a little bit of luck, um, you you can ace every hole. It's possible to do that. They were designed to where the holes are designed to have more skill than say in a mini golf hole where you're just trying to get it really close to the hole so that you're minimizing the stroke that you take on the hole. Now, and, putt, and there's putt, also a lot more windmills putt, and putt. laughing clowns and things like that. From what I've seen, exactly, yeah, it, it, yeah, hitting it into an alligator's mouth and coming out of his tail, yeah, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of the mini golf. Yeah, sure. you, you didn't have to do that for whole eighteen of your uh, of your putt putt game, did you? Oh no, <laughs> there were no, no alligators. Unfortunately, <laughs> no, because uh, if if I had come the whole eighteen hitting it and I had to hit an alligator's mouth, I don't know if I could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would have choked, I reckon. So, now, Greg, we've caught you on a good weekend because it, it's the National Match Play Championship, which is happening just down the road from where the Masters are played in Augusta, Georgia. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, the course is, uh, the putt-putt course is about three miles away. And as a matter of fact, we're probably about a mile from the entrance to Augusta National right now. <laughs> oh, well, you're playing at Augusta so, yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Yes. Will you get, will you get a green yeah. jacket if you uh, if you win? No, uh, unfortunately, no, not in this tournament. <laughs> maybe a vest. another tournament where you could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe a vest. <laughs> Do you have a caddy, Greg? You know, going, <laughs> you, you might have to go with a putter on this one? Yeah, uh, yeah, we 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 talked about that a few times. Where, uh, yeah, let's see, we're about uh, we're about fifteen feet away. Yeah, we need to put it on. I'm going to take a photo. <laughs> they made these jokes in the pub yeah, circuit, I think. So. Um, now, prize money, pri- prize money, Greg. I know you're not in Tiger Woods territory, but surely you're one of the. I hope he's not in Tiger Woods territory. <laughs> it sounds surely... fine to me. Are you one of the top earners in the circuit? Uh, I am actually. Yes, uh, I, I finished. Uh, I think in the last uh, last season, I finished second on the money on the oh, American oh. money list, and uh, I think the year before, I finished second or third. Now, Greg, we were chatting on email during the week. Which which state do you live in? I live in Kentucky. And so you're a man from Kentucky, and you mentioned on the email that you're a fan of the Triple M Footy Call. Is that right? Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, Eddie you... McGuire, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Had... Can you let us know how your interest in Australian rules football started? Oh yes, uh, I actually grew up. Uh, it was. When I when I was growing up in the early '80s, uh, it was on uh, ESPN here in America, and uh, I started watching that, and uh, I got I kind of got into it a lot. It, uh, actually, my favorite team is Carlton. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> the Blues! And I started 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Greg, you mentioned you're a fan of Triple M footy. Would you mind, before you go, just giving us a quick Triple M rocks putt-putt? <laughs> <laughs> Triple M rocks putt-putt. Oh, a, bit, a bit more heart to it, like BT, Greg. <laughs> one, one more time, Greg, with a bit of feel. A feeling. bit of gusto. A bit of gusto this time. Okay. Uh, Triple M rocks putt-putt. <laughs> <laughs> he nailed it. Perfect, Greg. That one was spot on. That was absolutely spot on. That was Greg Newport, one of only four men to ever hit a perfect round yeah. of putt-putt. And you said at the start of the interview, rarer than blokes that have worked on, walked on the moon. Yeah, he's a putt-putt immortal. He's a he, sporting immortal. He eats pressure for breakfast, Greg. <laughs> you wouldn't tell by the sound of him, but he just eats it up. The Greenfield Post on Triple M. Time for... Will and MJ's Serious News. <laughs> no, no, no. Serious News. This is the time of the show where we like to sort of look back at the week and maybe pick up on things that aren't sport related, mm. but maybe have a more sort of serious twist to them. Yeah. Well, we had a Cassie Sainsbury exclusive last week. Yeah, we did. So, I mean, we all look back on that as some of our proudest journalism. Mm. We spoke to someone who um, just bought, recently bought some headphones. Bought headphones, that yeah. didn't have cocaine in them. That didn't have mm. cocaine. It was a good, hence, great angle hence of that story. justifying her innocence. Mm. I thought that was really good. And yep. I wanted to back up your work last week. Mm. And I think I've, I think I've done well here. Yep. So this story is from Canada. Mm-hmm. During the week, a uh, a tornado bared down on this town. Wait, what do the, what's the town called? Um, you're really testing me. Three Hills. Okay. In Alberta. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this incredible photo of this um, man in his backyard mm. as this tornado is just <laughs> building behind him. It looks about yeah. 100 metres away. Yeah. And he's mowing the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> and the headline reads, Man who mowed lawn with tornado behind him says he was keeping an eye on it. <laughs> so I'm just picturing him just doing one line and then turning around, just have a little glance. Look, I don't know too much about tornadoes. I have seen Twister. Yep. Yet they're unpredictable. That, you don't know where they're going to go. They could, they could go at right angles. They move around. I don't think it's like a slow moving yeah. thing that's just going to... It's extremely predictable. I don't think if I lived in Three Hills and I saw a tornado warning, yep. that I'd think it would be a great time to pull out the victor. No. And all the whippersnipper. <laughs> he said, the bloke says, I literally took the photo to show my mum and dad in South Africa to show them the tornado that was near his house. So he's a South African living in Canada. I think so. His That's surname, a badass his, combination. His surname's Wessels, so, mm. which sounds a bit uh, African. Yeah. And, he, and he's, he just wanted to show like, oh, look, there's a tornado. And they've all gone, why are you mowing the lawn? <laughs> And he said, just kill two birds with one stone. And here's his reasoning. Yeah. He says that uh, his wife put it on his to-do list and she went to take a nap. <laughs> oh, look, if that lawn's not mowed by the time I wake up. I think this couple needs to be more concerned about tornadoes. <laughs> I don't think they understand Canadian weather patterns. No, I, don't think, I think they've moved over from Africa. <laughs> look, that, that's a serious concern. You, yeah, need to, you need to seek shelter. Yeah, can I have a look at the photo? Yeah, it? it's unbelievable. Just a, a giant twister. So it's a bloke standing in his backyard with sort of a fluoro vest on. Yeah. Just as he's got his two-stroke mower out. I think it that a, like, that that's a massive world. tornado. That's <laughs> huge. It's a monster. Oh god. Like that looks almost superimposed. It looks like the day after tomorrow. Have you explained any more? <laughs> I've, ju- I've just found another quote. Yeah. So they are. They're from South African. I, mm. I really should read these before I, before <laughs> you start talking about them. them just a little news. bit of pre-prep. Just a t- <laughs> Not even like research or call someone. Just literally read. Just read. The it takes two minutes. Will. Here we go. They're, they're South African. Both said tornadoes are not common in South Africa, but Thuinus 
said he watched a TV program about sport storm chasers, so he's familiar with them. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen an episode of Shark Week, but That's I'm not prepared to go and investigate. Look, I've seen a documentary online. <laughs> I'm not going to go work at the zoo. By no means an expert. The Greenfield Post on Triple M. Will, you've got some bad news. I'm pretty flat. What's, going, what's happened? Now, for regular listeners of the show, um, mm. that's both of you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be familiar with our attempt to try and get a Guinness World Record. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have now at the end of a 12-week process got some news, some sobering news. So 12 weeks ago, we emailed Guinness mm. in the hope of getting a world record of the most games of football attended in a day. Yep. From amateur games and professional games. So all around Victoria going to as many games as possible. And now I've got a response from Guinness. Dear Will Ralston, thank you for sending us the details of your proposed record attempt for most football games attended in 24 hours. Mm. Unfortunately, after thoroughly, I'm calling bullshit on thoroughly, by the way. Yeah, I don't believe thoroughly. No. Reviewing your application with members of our research team, we are afraid to say that we cannot accept your proposal as a Guinness World Records title. Our team of expert record managers receive thousands of these, et cetera, et cetera. And it says that your record must be measurable by a single superlative, verifiable, standardizable, breakable, and also present an element of skill. I'd love to know which of those categories. Oh, it seems to me that we, we pass, didn't pass all of them. We didn't pass because your so-called team of people that went through our yeah. record have really missed the mark. They have. That's a copy and paste job. Yep. I don't reckon they've even read out oh, I, application. I'm getting the feeling that they don't type this out every time they receive an application. <laughs> I'm a feeling it might be, it stinks of real standard responses. It does. It does. It does. It, did it come from a no reply email address as well? Yep. Like, no, no reply at Guinness World Records. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. The, the, um, the record, the, the bits that apply to us may as well be in like a different color or something, or just yeah. like a different font. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just really disappointed. So uh, that any more detail or that's the end uh, of the email? While we appreciate this is not the decision you hoped for, I'm glad they know that much. Yeah. Well, we trust that you'll understand our decision. I don't. No. Nah. You may want to consider these record titles as alternatives. And they oh, they've offered up some they alternatives. Prov they provided one. Yeah. Most football games attended in one season. Piss that off. <laughs> that seems like far too much work. I'm not doing that. No, no, no. no way. Look, I'm dedicated, but not that Look, dedicated. Look, I love footy, but... Yeah. I think Ash Chew would have that wrapped up anyway. Ash Chew might... We he goes to that many footy games. We should actually submit him. We should submit Ash. Oh, my God. That's a great idea. Because wow, he goes... What a brainchild we He goes to had. three a weekend sometimes, you know, and if there's games on Thursday, he goes to four a weekend. Yeah. Wow. Well, Ash could be a world well, record Well, hang holder. on. Let's... No one in I footy might, circles um, would go more than him. Well, I might look it up, and then mm. after this next song... We could get Ash on the show. We'll try and find out what the record is, Yeah, and see if, see if Ash has had yeah. a go at it. And then we can get Ash on the show next week and see if we can submit him. Well, what a great revelation. This is, well, this brainstorm... Well, here we go. From, from real negativity <laughs> yep. to real positivity. Well, this is really up and about stuff. Mm. Okay. Well, for your, your, your thanks, team... Thanks, Guinness. Your team at Guinness. Yeah, and that means less work for us. <laughs> <laughs> it means we don't have to do anything, yeah. which is handy. Any other ideas for them? Or was that no, it? that's all they gave us. So okay. um, in brackets, right. it says soccer, but I think we'll get around that. Yeah, I think yeah, so. We'll be right. Yeah. Piss off, Guinness. Piss off, I'm Guinness. not impressed. No, Unless not at you all. give Chew a record. <laughs> Unless we get Chew in the record book. <laughs> then you're our best mate. Absolutely. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M, the non-record hold, world record holding Greenfield unfortunately. Post, unfortunately. Mm.
This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M with Will and MJ. And MJ, we have an update. Now, we were just talking before the break that there's a world record of the most games of football attended in a single season. Yeah. Now, after we went for our attempt at going for the most games attended in one day, and we were mm. knocked back by the good people at Guinness, mm. we have been given this record uh, to consider. Most football games attended in one season. Now, we can apply for this. It's already... It's not even one we have to create. It's a record that already, it's already there. exists. But no one holds it. That's mm. the thing. That's and we a... thought that Ash Chua, mm. Triple M stat man, yep. he could already hold the record without yep. even knowing it. Because he attends Just, uh, like four games a weekend. He might be oblivi- oblivious to, to the fact he's a world record holder. He's, he's a genuine world record mm. holder. To, so we think. Mm. So here on the thing, it says that if we want to apply for this record, the measurement you'd have to enter, I think the minimum yep. would be 150. Ooh, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of games. games. That is a lot of games. So many games of football. How many games in a footy season? Well, I think there's about 200. Yeah. A lot of them are in the States. So you've got to go to three out of every four games. Mm. Then you throw in some JLT. If he's keen yeah. to... Women's matches? We, oh, well, hang on. Could throw no, them but in. that's a different season. Because then you may as well just go to VFL. Oh, no, true. Yeah. But does that count? Does that, well, these are See, all things we need to discuss. These are all the things we need we to discuss. We probably need to chat with Chua. I think we need to get Chua and uh, Gary Guinness on the line <laughs> to really <laughs> iron out these details. Yeah. But I think we're a sniff. If we, we need to speak to someone from Guinness. That's yeah. the problem. Mm. Maybe that's the next step. Yeah, they're, they're sort of a, they're just faceless men and women Absolutely at Guinness. Absolutely faceless. No accountability? No. It's like the backbench of the. <laughs> and so you see some party. of the crap records that get through. Oh, we were, here we go. Do you want a crap record update? Yeah. Because often when I'm on this website trying to find out information to, for us to just have a go at a record, a yeah. couple of wholesome record attempters, mm. and I find this, like, this just hits me in the face. Yeah. They've given away a world record for youngest club DJ. What? How old do you think the youngest club DJ would be? Oh, two. <laughs> <laughs> Just reinforcing the lack of talent required yeah, to, to be, be a DJ. <laughs> just it, whack a CD. In. It's not hard. Itsuki it, Morita from Japan is six. Oh, he's from Japan. Yeah. And, and six. I've, I've sent you the link. Play. Yeah. This is what. This is some of his finest work when he was doing. Listen to that. He's a six-year-old, is he, it? He played an hour set at a bar in Osaka. Really? <laughs> Look at him. Little Asian kid with headphones on, just spinning the knobs. <laughs> he's actually, looks, he's quite talented, actually. He's not bad. I'd pay to see him. This is better than a Vici. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, he's dropping some good beats. A sushi. A <laughs> hundred times better than Pitbull. He's got everything on Pitbull. Yeah. Anyway, this well, has been the Greenfield Post. Well, we're going out on the no, youngest reckon, DJ. I reckon we should play out on yeah. this. <laughs> this has been the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Thank you so much for all the guests. The world putt-putt. Champion. Oh, Greg, thank you very much, Greg. If Greg Newport for coming on the show. Oh, it says here Avicii is this boy's favourite DJ. Oh, here we go. The beat's about to drop. Here we go. Is he talented? Oh, uh, there's no beat drop. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty filthy. Yeah. Check out our podcast. <laughs> it's up on iTunes as well as the Greenfield Post and Will and MJ Facebook pages. Yeah. And we'll be back next Sunday night, MJ. At 10 pm. Thanks Let for joining me hear us. you scream. <laughs> oh, no, this guy gets stuff. <laughs>